Okay. We're up to Daflam and Zion Ahmed Aleph, the third line. The Gemara. Okay. The Gemara said like this. The last thing the Gemara said was it talked about if a woman within 30 days of giving birth, so we don't know whether she was Chayev and Yibam or not because we didn't give the baby 30 days to, to, to fully be born. So she's a Suffolk, whether she has to give him or not, to the Allah, she does Chalitza. But according to the Chacham, according to one opinion in Rava, if she's going to marry a Kayan, then she was Makabal Kedushin, she has the baby, then within 30 days, before the baby survives 30 days, she's Makabal Kedushin. So there's a Shaila of whether um, the baby was, we don't know if the baby's healthy baby. So we require her to do Chalitza, but said the Gemara, if she's going to marry a Kayin, don't make her do Chalitza, according to one opinion of Rava, because uh, if she does Chalitza, she can't marry him. So we don't want to ruin that relationship. So you could be Mekel. Now, one of the reasons, as we're going to see in a few moments, the reason why you could be Mekel is because the whole Indian that the baby has to wait 30 days to survive 30 days is according to Rishim and Gamliel. The Chum actually hold that if the baby dies before 30 days, not died naturally, it was like killed, you could be Mekel. If it died... No, because according to Rishon Gamliel, even if it was killed, like it was a car accident, according to Rishon Gamliel, it has to be 30 days. Because until 30 days, you don't know. It has to survive 30 days. According to the Rabbanon, if it dies naturally within 30 days, then it's not. But if it, if it was killed, so I guess the case of our Gemara is that, the, the point is, so according to the Chachamim, even within 30 days, Ken Zayin did something. So you have that, and the fact that if she does Chalitza, she'll ruin her relationship. Put those two things together, we're going to be Mekel. Fine. New Gemara. Because if you do chalitza, you can't marry a kain anymore. She's pasul kuna. So if you make her do chalitza, misafik, she can't marry this guy that she's engaged to. The Gemara says like this: three lines into the page. Here's the kasha we had yesterday: that if you are, um, you're not supposed to marry a, a woman within two years of her giving birth, right? You're supposed to give her 24 months to wean the baby. Then you're supposed to marry her. If she has a baby with her ex-husband, you're not supposed to marry her for two years. That we said yesterday. We said if you did, then Rav Meir says you have to divorce her and you can never take her back. The Chum say no, just divorce her, but then you could take her back. Here's the question. Yeah, we do. That's to find out if she's pregnant. When she has a baby, we wait two years. I mean, it's, it's brought down to Shulchan Aruch. I, I can't tell you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to wait two years. I think there could be more coolers nowadays because there's formula and right because the concern is that she becomes pregnant and then it cuts off the milk supply. It could be nowadays. It's brought down to Shulchan Aruch. I I I can't tell you practical halacha. This is not my area of uh, of expertise, but it's brought down to Shulchan Aruch. I tell you. So it is brought down to Shulchan Aruch. I, again, we could see. We'll have to see exactly what the situation is, but. The Shaila is like this. What if that guy that she got engaged to is a Kayan? So according to the Chum, you have to divorce her and then take her back. The question is, if he's a Kayan, do we just say, don't divorce, just separate? Meaning, do we find the same way we're lenient in the last case regarding a Chalutza to a Kayan, not to ruin the relationship? Over here also, are we, are we Mekel? That's the Gemara's Kasha. So the Gemara says... Are there Rabbana more lenient that you don't have to get divorced because he's a Kayan? Or do we say, no, you have to get divorced, you have to get divorced. Ah, you can't marry the guy anymore? Okay, so tough luck. So the Gemara says, 
The answer is, we're not lenient at all. We're not just lenient because we want to make it comfortable for you to be with a Kayan. Oh, okay. Over here, we're... Co- What's going on with that? Israel. Oh, okay, fine. Over- <laughs> the Gemara says, over here, we're Megal because you makadish a woman within 30 days of her losing the of, of her giving birth. We don't know whether she needs to do Yibam or not. So you have two factors. You have that it's a Kayan, but also you have that the Rabbanan Shita is that you don't have to wait 30 days. So you have people to rely on. So because you have legitimate Shitas to rely on, okay, you rely on it. But over here, according to everybody, you have to divorce the woman. If you marry a woman within two years of her giving birth, according to everybody, you have to divorce. So we're not going to just break Halacha because he's a Kayan. If there was a legitimate shita to rely on, fine. But there's no legitimate shita to rely on. According to everybody, you have to divorce her. According to her, maybe you have to divorce her. Never take her back. According to Rabbani, you have to divorce her. And you could take her back. But according to everybody, you have to divorce her. So if you have to divorce her, you have to divorce her. Fine. Okay, new topic. Itmar. Now, another halach is that you're not supposed to makadish a woman within three months of her, um, of her getting divorced or widowing because we want to make sure that we want to avoid uh, pregnancy issues because we don't. Because if you marry her right away and then she gives birth seven months later, it could be it's a nine-month baby from the previous husband and she was taka pregnant and before it's three months you couldn't tell, or it's a seven-month baby for the second one and it could create mamzer issues. The question is, if you're mekadesh a woman, normally we make you divorce her. In this context, the question is, what if the guy took off? He ran away. Do we make? Do we run after him in order to make him divorce, or do we say, listen, the whole point? is we don't want them to live together for three months. So if he's running away anyway, then, uh, you know. I mean, basically, do we need them to get divorced in this case, or we just need them to be, just not be together? Luyutzer, we know that they're not together, that's fine. That's the Gemara's kasha. Which, which basically you're saying is that if she's through a pregnancy test, yeah, yeah, maybe. But it, but it could be more, you know, could be that wouldn't, you know, could be requires more that they have to actually be separated. I, I understand what you're saying conceptually, but I don't know practically whether it's right, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's Shloisha, a woman was Mekadish a man within three months of her being, losing her first husband, Ubarach, but then he ran away. So the question is, do we run after the guy to make them divorced, or do we just say, listen, just stay away for three months and then we're fine? So pligibir ravach veraphram it's a machlekes chadam and mishamtinale. One says you put him in chayim until he divorces. Vechadam erukta mistaya. His legs ran away. Meaning that's enough. The fact that he ran away is enough. And have a uvda the ma'isa was v'amulei raphram erukta mistaya raphram lamaisa paskind that if he ran away that's that's all you need. Okay. So it's, like, so, it's so it's sort of like an annulment. No, it's not an annulment. It's just let him run away and then after three months he can get together. Oh, meaning okay. we don't have an objection He's to this marriage. We just want to make sure they don't live together. Because if they live together, then... It sounds like to me that he's running away because he's not interested. No, it is interesting. I mean, it's not a great sign. But he ran away. But that's, that's the, they'll have to figure that out. That's, that's, that's their marriage issue. Um, yeah. The difference is that with when it's your kid, you'll do whatever you can to take care of them. 
we're afraid that she's going to become pregnant with a new husband's baby. It'll cut off the milk supply, and he won't care about the previous husband's baby, so he won't do everything he can to, to help. You're right, every time you have a baby within two years of having a first baby, isn't there a concern in milk supply? The answer is, it's your baby, so you'll do everything. But over here, he doesn't care about the ex-husband's son. Um, okay, so we said in the Mishnah that if you have a suffolk, meaning you married a, you did Yibam within two months of her becoming pregnant, and you don't know, and she wasn't showing even after three months, right? And you don't know, so seven months later she gives birth, you don't know whose baby it is. So we said the halach is you have to divorce her because it could be you didn't do yibum. Could be right. It could be she was pregnant, in which case there is no yibum. But the baby's fine. The baby's not a mamzer because mamanu Either the baby's from the first husband, or the baby's from the second husband from yibum. But mamanu the baby's fine. Okay. Now the gemara says like this, but it's a suffolk, right? The baby's a suffolk. You don't know if it's seven months or nine months. Therefore, again, if it's a nine-month baby, that means that you did yibum when I'm you. Sorry, you said you, they did yibum without waiting. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Should not have done that. So it's a suffix. Because if she was pregnant, then there's no yibum. And they did Navera. If she wasn't pregnant, then they did yibum. So halacha is you have to bring an ashim tali. An ashim tali is a carbon that you bring when you don't know what to do. The Gemara wants to know why do you have to bring an ashim tali? Why can't you assume most women give birth after nine months? And then, and then what? Once they, uh, no, they're divorced. You gotta get divorced. No matter what. Yeah. You did Yibam on a woman who might have been pregnant. You didn't wait long enough. So after two months, you did Yibam. And she wasn't showing. And she wasn't showing two months later. But seven months later, she has a baby. So it's either your baby, and it's a seven-month baby, or it's the first guy's baby, it's a nine-month baby. Which means if it's your baby, you did Yibam. If it's the first guy's baby, you did Naveh Raveh So you have to divorce her because it's a suffix whether it's Mamzeris. Not for the baby. I'm saying it's a suffix whether it's a chayv krisis relationship. Because again, you don't know whether you had to do yibum. You understand? If she was pregnant, there's no yibum. No pregnant, there's yibum. <clears throat> so you have to divorce her and you bring in ashim taloi because we don't know whether you did naver. Ashim taloi is when you're not sure. It's a taloi. You don't know whether you did naver. So the Gemara just wants to know why can't you assume you did a chatas? You should bring a carbon. Why? Most women give birth after nine months. So if the baby is born nine months after the husband died, Seven months after you took her in, your stomach's a nine-month baby. So the Gemara speaks it out. The Gemara says, Amr, lay Rav, lay Rav, Nachman, lay Mahalachach, Rav, Nashim. Why don't you go after Rav, Rav, Nashim, Latisha, Yolin? Most women give birth after nine months, so you should bring a carbon. Achatas. Amr, lay Nashi, Didan, Lashiva, Yolin. So Rav Nachman said, the women in my community give birth after seven. The Gemara says, Amr, lay Nashi, Duchu, Avru, Dama. Your community is not the majority of the world. The majority of the world is nine months. This is Amalehaqikamina. He says, No. Rive give birth after nine months, but when they give birth after nine months, you can usually tell after three months that they're pregnant. This woman, you couldn't see that she was pregnant after three months. So therefore, that tells you that it's not a nine-month baby. Meaning, you're right, most women are nine-month babies. That would tell you it's a nine-month baby. On the other hand, when women give birth after nine months, they usually can tell that they're pregnant after three. This woman was not showing after three. Because if she was showing after three, you would know whose baby it was. She started showing after like five. So the point is, he's saying, you're saying that you should be a nine-month baby. I would tell you the opposite. It's not a nine-month baby because she wasn't showing. So the Gemara then says, okay, So he says, okay, well, if she wasn't showing, then it's a Vade seven-month baby, right? If you're telling me that every woman shows after three months, and this woman wasn't, so then it's not a nine-month baby. So what's the suffix? 
So he says, no, no, no. No, the majority of women show after three months. And this one didn't. So it ruins the rive. But the point is, it's still a suffer. Because the majority of women that give the majority of women give birth after nine months, but the majority of them give birth after nine months also show after three. So they cancel each other out. So it's still a suffix. It's not for sure. That's my point. Okay. Okay, so two more sugyas until the end of the daf. Okay? This one, and then um, um, uh, Shiloh when it comes to Yerusha. So the majority of women are supposed to be showing after three Correct. But she also, but you also have the majority give birth after nine. So the two majorities cancel each other out, and therefore it's a suffix. This is this sugya. Sugya is like this. She did yibam after two months. She gives birth seven months later. So we said it's a Shiloh what the baby is. We don't know if it's the first or the second. It's a suffix. The baby is not a mamzer because the baby's manushach is going to be fine because either it's a first, it's from the first husband, or it's from the second husband. Did yibam. The baby is not a mamzer. We just you just have to separate. Let's say they stayed together. And they had another baby. The second baby is a Suffolk Mamzer, right? Because you don't know whether they were allowed to stay together. You understand? So the su- second baby is a Suffolk Mamzer. The Shaila is, well, we're going to have over here two opinions in Rebelozer ben Yaakov Shita. Is a Suffolk Mamzer allowed to marry a Mamzer? Meaning, a Mamzer is allowed to marry a Mamzer. A Mamzer is not allowed to marry anybody else. Can a Suffolk Mamzer marry a Mamzer? That's the Shaila. So if they stayed together, this second baby that they had, which is a Suffolk Mamzer, can he marry other Mamzer? Or could he marry nobody? Because they stayed together when it could be that they were in Eish Asach Shalom Right? So now you're giving us another category besides being a Mamzer, there's a Suffolk Mamzer. Suffolk Mamzer, correct. Because the second baby is a Suffolk Mamzer. You don't know whether it's a Mamzer or not. It's not... Does that also carry on forever? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, I would assume so. I would assume so, yeah. So the Shaila is, can a Suffolk Mamzer marry a Mamzer? Well, I guess because if they can't, then he'll just die. So I guess then it won't continue if you can't marry anybody. Can you marry Gary? I don't think a Suffolk Mamzer, I don't, I think a Suffolk Mamzer can marry nobody, potentially. Not even, not anymore a free slave or something? Correct, correct. Well, we're going to see, there's two opinions. So this second baby is a Suffolk Mamzer. Rav Elizabeth Yaakov is going to say something very cryptic, and we're going to have two opinions of what he holds. Either he holds that a Safi Mamzer can marry a Mamzer, is like a Vade Mamzer, or he holds a Safi Mamzer is not like a Vade Mamzer. That's the two opinions. Let's see it inside. Tanar Abana Rishon is Kain Gadol. The first baby is kosher, he can marry a Kain Gadol. Sheni is Mamzer Misafik. The second one is a Safi Mamzer. So what does that mean? Rav Elizabeth Yaakov Ain Mamzer Misafik. Rav Yaakov says the following three words Ain Mamzer Misafik. Now, what does that mean? My comrade, what do Rav Elizabeth Yaakov mean by this? That the second baby is not a mamzer misafik. So what does this mean? So there's two opinions as to what Rav Elizabeth Yaakov said. Now, in general, Rav Elizabeth Yaakov Shita is who we paskin like, right? Rav Elizabeth Yaakov Kavanaki, the Gemara says. The teachings of Rav Elizabeth Yaakov are perfect. We normally follow Rav Elizabeth Yaakov. So therefore, it's very important to figure out what he's saying because this is how we paskin like. So he says this cryptic line. There's two opinions as to what he means. Abaya and Rav. Amar Abaya. Abaya's opinion is that Rav Elizabeth Yaakov holds this Suffolk Mamzer is allowed to marry Mamzer. Suffolk, Mutter. Suffolk Mamzer, Mutter with a Mamzer. So Suffolk, Kivadai. 
That's a bias take in Rehoboth ben Yaakov. Rabbah has the opposite. He says, no. Rehoboth ben Yaakov hosts Suffolk Mamzer, Osir ben Mamzer. So it's a machloik as a bias in Rehoboth, whether a Suffolk Mamzer is treated like a Vade Mamzer or not treated like a Vade Mamzer. So it's a machloik as a bias in as to what Rehoboth ben Yaakov holds. The Gemara says, Rabbah Omar Hachikomar, Rishon Royli is Ken Godel, Shani Mamzer Vadim is Safik, Umbutu Mamzeris, Ozman Yaakov, Ain Vadim Mamzer is Safik, Osman Mamzer, Osman Mamzeris. So you have Machlekes Abai and Rava, what Rabbah Ozman Yaakov holds about a Safik Mamzer. Now, why is this significant? Because the Gemara is going to speak this out. There is a second Machlekes between Hillel and Ravaliezer, whether a Safik Mamzer is allowed to marry a Mamzer. Abai Paskins like Hillel, meaning, is Machlech is Hillel and Revelyezer, whether it's Mutter. Hillel says Mutter, Revelyezer says Aser. However they paskin there is how they'll plug in Revelyezer and Yaakov here. Because Revelyezer and Yaakov is how they paskin like. So if they paskin like Hillel, that a Suffolk Mamzer is Mutter, then they'll make Revelyezer and Yaakov like Hillel. If they paskin like Revelyezer, that a Suffolk Mamzer is Aser, then they'll make Revelyezer and Yaakov like Revelyezer. You understand? Meaning, we paskin like Revelyezer and Yaakov. He said this cryptic line. Either he said a Suffolk Mamzer is Mutter or a Suffolk Mamzer is Aser. We, we don't know. But we know that Hillel and Revelezer argue about it. However you pass in there, you'll plug in Revelezer and Yaakov Shita. You understand? Because if you pass like Hillel that a Suffolk Mamzer is Mutter to marry a Mamzer, then you'll make Revelezer and Yaakov also Suffolk Mamzer Mutter because you want them both to align up because we pass like Revelezer and Yaakov. If you pass like Revelezer that a Suffolk Mamzer is Aser, then you'll make Revelezer and Yaakov saying that it's Aser because you'll make Revelezer and Yaakov however you pass in. Okay. Let's just speak. Let's see it inside. The Kamifugi Bidravalazar. And they're arguing in another Machlokas had a paskin, and they're plugging that in into Revelazar ben Yaakov. The Mishnah says, Revelazar Oimer, Vadan Bevadan Mutter. If you're a Vade Mamzer, you can marry a Vade Mamzer. Vadan Besveikin, Sveikin Bevadan, Sveikin Besveikin, Osir. But a Savik is not allowed to marry a Vade Mamzer. So a Savik Mamzer is Osir to the Paskin. That's Revelazar Shita. Omer, Rav Yehuda Merav, Halachik Revelazar. And Rav Yudha Marav says, Halacha follows Rav Elazar. Kamrisa Kameh Shmuel, but when Shmuel heard this, he says, Amr Hillel Shana. Hillel disagrees with Rav Eliezer. Hillel says the Suffolk Mamzer is Mutter with Avadeh Mamzer. Because he said, Asari Yuchsen Olam Mebavah, the ten categories, Kayin Levi, Yisrael, Chalol, Ger, Haruri, Mamzeri, Nesini, Shtuki, Asufi, the last four are Suffolk Mamzers. Vekulon Mutar and Lavi Zebizeh. And a Suffolk Mamzer is allowed to marry Avadeh Mamzer. So the halacha doesn't follow Rav Elazar, it follows Hillel. So Hillel and Rav Elazar argue whether a Suffolk Mamzer is allowed to marry a Vade Mamzer. So, however you pask him there, that's what you'll plug in Rav Elazar ben Yaakov. So, the Gemara speaks it. Abaya holds like Hillel, that the halacha follows Hillel, that Suffolk Mamzer is mutter. So therefore he'll make Rav Elazar ben Yaakov saying that Suffolk Mamzer is mutter. Because he'll want Rav Elizabeth Yaakov, who we paskin like, to shtim with Hillel, who we paskin like. So they're both saying Suffolk Mutter. Umuki la Rav Elizabeth Yaakov, alibi de Hilchasa, ki echid alitikshi Hilchasa, Hilchasa. That it flows nicely, said it, there's no contradiction. Rava savar la karav, damar la karav alazar. Rava paskins like Rav Elazar. That Suffolk Mamzer is Aser. So he'll make Rav Elizabeth Yaakov saying Suffolk Mamzer Aser to make it work. Umuki la Rav Elizabeth Yaakov, alibi de Hilchasa, ki echid alitikshi, go to the next page. Hilchasa, Hilchasa. Okay. Good. We'll get to the two dots, and then we'll have one more sugya. Now, so, it's a machleikas abay in Rava, in Rava Lezben Yaakov, whether a Suffolk Mamzer's mutter. So the Gemara says, 
How do I know that Rav Lezman Yaakov holds that a Suffolk Mamzer is treated like a Vade Mamzer, that he's allowed to marry a Vade Mamzer? The Tanya, because Rav Lezman Yaakov says like this. It's a very subtle Raya. Rav Lezman Yaakov says, If a man lives with many women, he doesn't know who he lives with. That's how you make Mamzers, right? Because what's going to end up happening, you live with five women in five different cities, you don't know who you live with, you're going to have kids. They might marry each other, right? Maybe, maybe will, maybe not. So it's a Suffolk Mamza. Or he says, You can marry the daughter, the daughter can marry the brother. I Meaning, if you're just making kids everywhere and you don't know who, you, who, the, who they are and no one knows who the parents are, that's how you make Suffolk Mamzers, right? What does Ravallah's Ben Yaakov say? He says, The whole world will be filled of Mamzerim. He doesn't say Suffolk, he calls it Mamzerim. So you see that he treats a Suffolk Mamzer like a Mamzer. It's a, it's a subtle raya. Well, Zena Rover says no. Suffolk mamzer is not like a mamzer. Amar Zumahi. When he says no, it's not that it's a real mamzer. It's zima. It's zumahi. Like what is it? It's a suffolk. Meaning he doesn't think that Rebbe Yaakov treats it as a vade mamzer. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now just to get to the two dots, it's a new topic. That is Amar Rebbe Lezben Yaakov. Isha Sorry, just one second. Back to the mamzer. Yeah. Yeah. Jews, right? Yeah. Okay. The Gemara says, You should not marry a woman in one city and then marry a woman in another city without telling people why. I mean, you shouldn't have women in different. You shouldn't have wives in different cities. You shouldn't have like a Miami wife and an LA wife. Why? Because you have kids in that city. You have kids in that city. No one's going to know. They'll eventually marry each other, and you have a brother marrying a sister. Okay, make, I think it's pretty uh, logical. Now, here's the problem. The problem is, Aenis is true. We have this in Yuma. When Rav and Rav Nachman would travel, they didn't want to be tempted at all, so they would get a wife for that day. They would make an announcement. When they would go to town, they would say, who wants to be my wife for the day? So here's the Shiloh. You're telling me you're not supposed to do that. That's what Rav did. Rav would go to a different town, and every town he would go to, he would take a wife in that town for that day, just for that day. He'd get divorced. The problem is, what's going to happen? He gives, he lives with her, right, for that day. It's his wife. Pregnant. Leaves. He's got kids popping up in every city. So why aren't you concerned about Mamzeris? So the Gemara gives two answers. So wouldn't, we, wouldn't we be concerned with, uh, with that whole process with the Kohen Gadol also, the same type of idea? Uh, what, what yeah, but the, the Kohen Gadol was only if his wife died. So it's not as common. This is like he would go to every town. Oh. Every time he would travel, he would get a different wife. So the says, Shani First of all, everyone knows when your father's very famous, what's the concern? You're going to have kids popping up and no one knows who their father is. Everyone knows I'm the son of Rav. And meaning, it's like, you know, I don't want to say, but it's like if your father's famous, I mean, over there they claim it's their father because they want the money, but like, if your father's famous, you know who the father is. I mean, the whole concern is you don't, you lose the paternity. But over here, if you know who the father is, everyone knows it's Rob's kid. Or another answer is, we're going to see in a moment, they actually never lived together. He would just have a wife there, just, just, which means just having in the option removes temptation. The Gemara says, Akasha, The Gemara says, a lot of times when you propose to a woman, the excitement, she becomes a nida. 
So if he's proposing that day, why aren't you concerned that she's a nida? So the Gemara says, Rabban and Shluchai, you have Meshadru Moidule. They would send Shluchim a week before to tell the women, hey, Rab's coming in a week. Who wants to be his wife? Okay. Or another answer, The answer is he actually never lived with them. So there was no, they never became a nida because there was no excitement because they never actually lived together. Because you can't compare when you have the option, meaning he did this not to actually live with women. It was just to remove the temptation. Okay. But they would have wives in different cities. Now the Gemara just ends off with a line, which kind of sounds like it's uh, disparaging of what we just said. The Gemara says, A woman should, you shouldn't marry a woman if your intention is to divorce her. That's what Ben Yaakov says. The Kasha is, isn't that what Rav just did? He, he was literally marrying her for the day. So the, the Mepharshim say, look at the Pasuk. He says, You shouldn't do something to her that, basically, you shouldn't blindside them. That's the Pasuk saying. Meaning, if you marry a woman and she thinks that they're going to stay married, but you're just like, I'm going to divorce in a week. This is just a weak thing. I'm just doing this for a week. That's not right. But the Mepharshim explained, the implication is, if everybody's on board, then it's not a problem. Meaning the problem is the deception element. Everyone knew when Rav was coming, you're just going to be his wife for the day. That was it. There was no deception. You know what's going in. So the, correct. Also, and there's no concern of like blindsiding her. It's like, you married her. What do you, if you knew you are going to divorce her, then, then don't do that. The answer is, everyone knew going in. Everybody knew the, knew the deal. Okay. From here until the end of the Ahmed, <laughs> it's a little tricky. It's not that hard, though. We're actually making great timing. Baruch Hashem. Okay. The Shaila is Yerusha. Okay. Let's do this. You have this baby, right? A man does Yibam after two months. Seven months later, he has a baby, right? So you have that kid. That kid is called the Suffolk, okay? From, from the, here to the end of the Ahmed, that kid is described as the Suffolk. Understand that that's important. That kid is a Suffolk. We don't know who his father is. It could be he's the, the, the brother's father, or it could be he's the Yavim's father, we, the Yavim's son. We, we don't know who his father is. So the question is, when it comes to Yerusha, what if there's a debate, he wants inheritance, the father doesn't want to give him the inheritance. So we're going to go through, how does it work? Okay, let's go through, there's about three or four cases. Let's go through slowly. Suffolk vi Yavim, Shabo lachlik b'nichse misna. You have the man who died, right? The brother does Yibam, after two months, gives birth. This little baby is a Suffolk. He and the Yavam are now arguing in court as to who gets the inheritance of the original brother who died. So the Yavam says, I did Yavam, I get it. You're my kid. The son says, I'm not your son, I'm not your son, I'm that guy's son, I get everything. You just lived with my mother, they both have an entire claim to it. The brother says, I did Yibam, and you're my son. The, uh, the son says, no, I'm not your son. You're, you're my uncle. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy's son. And I get it fully. And there was no Yibam. So it's, they both are claiming 100%. You understand? So the Gemara says, Suffolk Omer Anobar The Suffolk says, I am the son of the deceased. And it's my money. The Yavam, the one who you did Yibam, says, no. He says, Omer At at. You're my son. Meaning, I did Yibam. I'm the one who did Yibam. You're my son. So I get it fully. They're both claiming full... full. Cases, a man dies. 
Brother does Yibam two months into it. Seven months later has a baby. We don't know who the baby is, right? The baby could... We don't know whether there was Yibam. We don't know who the, who the father is. If the baby is the, the son of the deceased, there was no Yibam. If the baby is the seventh month of the Yavam, there was Yibam, yeah? The Yavam and the baby are now fighting over who gets the inheritance. So the Gemara says, what do you do? They both are claiming 100%. So, split it. 50-50. Have a mamun amud b'safik, mamun amud b'safik, cholkin. Okay, that's case number one. Good. Case number two. Safik ubnei yavam shabo lachlik b'nichsei misna. Let's say the yavam dies. Now the debate is between the safik and the yavam's other children. So you have the brother dies. He does this questionable yavam, has this baby. That's the safik. Then that guy dies. Now the safik is arguing with his half-brothers, which is the Yavam's other sons. Right? So the Yavam for sure had children, then the, the, the Suffolk. The Suffolk is claiming, again, there was no Yivam, I get 100%. The brother's like, no, 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 there was Yivam, and you're one of us. So you get 10% of this, 10 boys, whatever it is. You understand? So there's a, a Shailah of who, who should get. So the Gemara says like this, the Suffolk says, There was no Yibam, I'm the son of the deceased, and I get everything. The half brother say, No, No, there was Yibam, you're our brother, and you have a share like everyone else. So the Gemara assumes right now, the Gemara for, takes a moment to say, Let's think about this objectively. Objectively, the Suffolk should definitely get it. Why? He for sure has a claim on both sides, right? If there is no Yivam, he gets it 100%. If there is no Yivam, then he gets a share of, uh, as a brother. But he definitely gets it. You understand? Meaning he's a 100% going to get something. If there was no Yivam, then he gets 100% of it. If there was Yivam, then he splits it with the other brothers. But he's going to get something. Even though it's us. Yeah, I don't no. care. No, but yeah. If the, no, if there's Yivam, then it's, it's not us. No. No, but I don't care, but that guy's dead. I get the inheritance. If, right? Mom's still inherited. I mean, he could have had sons from another marriage. Yeah, whatever. So, that's the Shiloh. First of all, the babies could have been from before. The point is, the point is that this suffix is definitely going to get it on either side. So he should probably just get it. It doesn't matter how much. Yeah, but, but the point is, he's the one who owns the real thing. The other ones are trying to claim it. So it should be like, like, they should have to prove. Like, who has to prove, you know, who is the burden of, of proof on? He's going to get it anyway. Either side he's going to get it. Yeah, Either he's going to get it as there was no Yibam or there is Yibam. Either way, he's going to get it. It's just a matter of how much. But he, he definitely has a claim, so he should probably get all of it. And the Gemara says, you know what this is comparable to? It's similar to the following mission. The mission says, let's say you have a baby... Uh, you have two, 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 two husbands, right? Forget about Yivam. Um, husband A has kids. He divorces a woman. The woman remarries after two months. So she didn't wait the full three months, and then she has a baby. And she also has kids from her other marriage. So you have husband A and husband B. They both have kids from other marriages. And you have this baby that was Suffolk 7, Suffolk 9, right? You don't know. So the halacha is, he doesn't inherit from anybody. Because everyone else has the claim. He's trying, he doesn't know. So over here it's the opposite. Over here, the Suffolk has the full claim. 
So he should get it. He should get it because he's for sure going to get it on both sides. You know what I'm saying? He's the one who's the real mosek. So the Gemara says, Over here, he should be able to tell the brothers, listen, you have to prove it to me. I'm getting it on either side. I'm either getting it if there is no Yibam, I get 100% of it. If there was Yibam, and let's say there are four brothers, I get 25%. But either way, I'm, I'm getting. So therefore, you have to prove to me that you're, that, that, that you're my brother. Right? right? He's first claiming that they're not brothers, that they're cousins, in which case he gets 100%. He says, okay, fine. If I'm a brother, I get 25%. Either way, I'm getting. You have to prove to me that you're my brother. If you're cousins, then, then there's nothing to prove. Correct, and they get nothing. Right. Meaning he's saying one, there's two directions. Either we're cousins and I get 100%, or brothers, I get 25%. Either way, I'm getting. Right. So the Gemara then says, no, that, that, that's not enough. The Gemara says, the Gemara says it's not a good proof. Why? Over here, you're right, he's going to get it. But each, but he doesn't have, it's still unclear which direction he's going to choose. Meaning, you're right that statistically, whichever way you're going to go, he's going to get a claim. But each claim he doesn't know is for sure. Meaning, the, the standard case of a Maitzi Mechavel is I have money. I know what I'm claiming. I'm claiming 100% it's my money, right? Let's say you have an argument, right? You say I owe you money, I say I don't owe you money. Money's in my pocket. What's the, who's the burden of proof on? You. Why? I have a 100% claim. I'm 100% confident it's my money and I'm holding on to it. You want it, come and take it, right? That, that, that's, over here, we're saying same thing over here. He has two directions. Either way, he's gonna get money. But each one he's not sure about. Each one he can't claim with the confidence. If you can't claim with the confidence, even if each claim gets him money, but each claim he can't say for sure. So could he hand, put a hand on a safe and, and swear? No. Each one he can't swear. So then each one is, is meaningless. The Gemara says, you know what it's more comparable to? You know it's more comparable to? What if the Suffolk and the brothers are fighting, but not over the original deceased fathers, they're, fi- they're fighting over the Yavam's property? I mean, the Yavim died. So this son is claiming, I'm, I, there was Yivim, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of you, and the brother's like, no, you're not. So then what's the halach in that case? He, he doesn't have a claim, right? They could say, because they're 100% the sons. So the point is, so we, we don't know what the halach is in this case. Okay. Well, it's pretty, it, it, sounds, it sounds like it's pretty obvious, because it's either all or nothing. Yeah, but the problem is that each claim is not valid on its own. That, that's the problem. So the Gemara says, okay, new, new question. Um, oh, here's the, here's the thing. This is, this, is the, this is the case, and it's going to take us to the end of the Yavim. So just, like, focus. We said before, what was the first case? The first case was the Suffolk and the Yavim are arguing over the deceased father's property. The suffix says, I'm the son, and I get 100%. The Yavim says, no, I did Yivam, I get 100%. We say he split it. Let's say that happened, so they split it. They split it. Then the Yavim died. Then the brothers, so now the Yavim, the suffix and the brothers are arguing. So the, the brothers say, there's no Yivam. They're, they're, they're like, you're not us. We, we're getting 100%. So you know what he could say? 
fine, if I'm, not, if I'm not you, if I'm not related to you, then I want the 50% I lost out on. Meaning, I lost out on 50% because we said 50% chance there was Yivam. So now you're saying there was no Yivam and I'm, not, I'm a cousin. If I'm a cousin, I want my 50% back. I mean, the question is, do we go back to the original court case? And the first court case was split because we're not sure whether there was Yivam or not. Now, they want to make it that there was no Yivam because that helps them in this argument. So he could say, can he say, okay, that's fine. But then go back, I want to go back to that court case that we had three years ago that was split based on the premise that there was Yivam. I want to undo it. Fine, you want, you, want, you want to say I'm not related? You want to say I'm a cousin? If I'm a cousin, then I get 100% of that first thing. So I'll give you this, but I want, you, I want to undo that first sale. You understand? That first court case. The question is, do you go back to court cases? The first case, again, the brother and the child are arguing. The brother says, I did Yibam, I get 100%. This child's like, there's no Yibam. I don't know who you are, you're my uncle. I get 100%, he's my father, I get 100%. So they split him. Fine. Now, that guy dies, so now the son and the brothers are arguing. The brother's like, you're our cousin, you're nothing. There's no Yibam here, get out of here. We get 100% of it. So he, could he say, okay, so if I'm your cousin, then go back, then I should have gotten 100% of my father's thing, and your father shouldn't have gotten any. I want the 50% that your father got. That's the question. Can we undo it? So the Gemara says, Amalu Safik Manav Shaykhu. The Safik can say, If you want to say that I'm your cousin, then I want to go back to, my, I want to go back to that first court case, I want to undo it. So the question is, is that a valid argument? So the Gemara says, Rav Abba Amar Rav Kamdina. Rav says Kamdina. No, Kamdina means you don't go back. Meaning, the kid gets messed up. He lost the first case. And he loses this one. He can't go back. Come Dina. The din is din. We don't go back. Can we say since we're passing on the first case, he's a suffix here too? It's all no, the, meaning the first case is over. It's out of the picture. It's done. Come Dina. It's over. This case is all tunnel vision. He's going to lose that on both. We, we can't we, the we can't. Yeah, then it's a suffix. And they're going to say, prove it to us. And he's not going to be able to. Right? Suffix, when it comes to money, is lost. Meaning, the point is, we, we don't go back. The first case is done. Come Dina. But then, who says this? Rav Yirmi Amar Hadadina. says, no, you can undo it. Hadadina. You can go back. So you have a machloikis, whether you say, whether we go back to the original court case and undo the original court case or not. And use that as an argument for this one. Now, five more minutes. It's not, it's not, it's not, too, not too difficult. I'm, 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 I'm impressed with how, how we're going through this. So the machloikis, whether you say, come dina or hadadina. Yeah? It's a machloikis. So the Gemara says, I think it's a machloikis tanoi. Again, do we go back to original court cases and undo them if that's like part of the argument for this case. So he says, I think it's a machlekes tanoim. What's the machlekes tanoim? The machlekes tanoim is completely unrelated, but it's interesting. Let's see it inside. The Gemara says like this. I think it's a machlekes between admin and the rabbonas. Two tanoim. It's not. Okay. Okay. Think of it like this. Oh, look at the Gemara. You know how the Gemara is covered in four sides? Right Rashi entices. Let's say I have a field in the inside, and there's four fields around it, right? North, east, south. Right? Originally, there was a path to get to my field through someone else's field, but that was part of the deal. I always had a path. I went away, I traveled. I come back, the path is gone. I can't walk to my field. So I go to one of the neighbors. I said, "Hey, my, my, like the, you see the top, like there's like that in between Rashi and Tysus. Like I need my path back. I can't get to my field. So the question is." Halachically, are they obligated to listen to me or not? So the Gemara says, 
Admain says, all of the neighbors are obligated to give you a little bit of strip of land. Meaning, each neighbor has to give you, let's say a person needs 10 feet, a path. Each one gives you 5 feet. They have to let you in. That's Admain's opinion. The Chum say, no, the Chum say, you have two choices. You could either buy a path of land, or you could fly there. Meaning, meaning, the neighbors do not have, have the responsibility to give you this land back. What happens to happen? I don't know. Each one, and again, we're going to see in a moment, there are four neighbors. Each one can say, like, I don't have your land. And therefore, if you want the land, you've got to buy it, rent it, whatever, or fly there. So what's the Machlaikas about? The Gemara says, Vavinaba, Lerabonan, Shapirkamer Admin. Amarav Yehuda, Amarav, Hachamayaskinon. Kigoyen Shekifua, Arba Bnei Adam, Me'arba Ruchais. Marissa, what exactly is the case? Can I ask you a question? If let's say this, all the four lands surrounding your land are owned by one guy, your neighbor, he owns all four. He definitely took your land. Like, what, what's the Shiloh? Dude, my path was here. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, what, go to the neighbor. You own all four lands. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. All four lands are owned by all four different people. So each one can claim, I didn't have your land. Maybe go to him. And then he goes, go to him. And he goes, go to him. So then the Shiloh says, what's the Machlekes? Meaning, Manashach. If it's owned by one guy, everyone should agree that he has to give the land back. If it's owned by four guys, everyone should agree that they don't have to give the land because each guy can claim, go to the other guy. I don't have your path. I think it was the neighbor. And you go to him and he says, oh, go to the neighbor. So what, what is the machlaikas? So the Gemara says, you know what the machlaikas is? The Gemara says, You know what the case is? One guy owns all four lands, but he bought them from four different people. So the question is, meaning, if they were owned by four different people, everyone agrees, each guy can push you off. I'm not obligated. If it was owned by one guy, everyone agrees, he has to give it. The case is, it was originally owned by four guys, you left, and in the interim, one guy bought it. So the question is, do we say to that one guy, listen, my land is, my lands, my, my path is in your property. Or does he say, listen, you want, you know what I can do? I can, I can undo this sale. I can undo this sale and turn it back to four, and you're fresh out of luck. That's the Machlegas Admin the Rabbonon. Is that a legitimate claim? So it's very similar to Kam Dina Hadadina. Like, do we go back? Meaning, Admin is saying he has to give up the land. Why? Right now, it's owned by one guy. Rabbonon say, no, 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 he doesn't. What do you mean it's owned by one guy? He answers, yeah, but he bought it from four guys. And he could say to you, either go away or I'll undo this sale. Make it go back to four guys and you're fresh out of luck. So the question is, is that a legitimate tactic? Do we say we look back or not? That's the Gemara wants to say. It's a similar shayla of Hadadina Kamdina. Let's see it inside. The Gemara says, Admin says, at the end of the day, it's owned by one guy. So that one guy has my, has my, has my path. So give me my path back. The Rabbanan say, no. The Rabbanan say, you tell the guy, listen, if you're quiet, good. Meaning, if you get out of here, good. Eloi, and if you really want to give me a hard time, I'll undo the sale. It'll go back to four people. And you'll lose out. Meaning, it's the easy way and the hard way. The easy way is you go. The hard way is I could undo all these sales, make it back to four people, and then each guy will blow you, push you away. So what do you see? That's the Machlekes. So the Gemara wants to say it's a similar machlaikis of kam dina hadadina. 
right? Over here, the brothers, he goes to the brothers, he's like, can I have my property, right? I want a share. And they're like, no, you're not a brother, you're a cousin. So the machlekes is, between Rav and Rav Yirmiya, can he then say, well, if I'm your cousin, then I want to go back. Rav Yirmiya is like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good argument. Rav is like, no, that, that, that's all in the past, buddy. Right now, we've got to deal with it right now. It's a similar machlekes over here. Admin is saying, right now, the guy is owned by one guy. Give him the path. The Rabbana say, no, no, no. He could say, listen, get out of here, or you don't like it, I'll undo the sale. So it's like a similar shiloh. Do you just look at what you have right now, or do we, like, do we say that, I'm going to undo the sale? So the Gemara says, So we'll end with this. The Gemara says, no. You can chaser this today. The Gemara says, it's not a really fair argument. Why? It's not a fair uh, comparison. Yeah, it, exactly. Uh, well, Rav Abba says, all I'm saying is that we undo the sale. That could work even with Admin. Why? Admin is just saying very practically, right now, you own all four lands, which means you have my path. I'd like it back. That is not related to that Shiloh, which is two independent court cases. Two independent court cases, you could argue, we don't go back to the original court case. That original court case you lost, this court case you might lose. Over here, it's a path. It's a tangible property. It's either by you or it's not. So you could see how it's not exactly comparable. And also the Gemara says, He's also the opposite. You could argue it's also not comparable. In, in the case of, um, of the path, the Rabbanon say, if you're quiet, good. If not, I'll, I'll just undo the sale. That's a legitimate option. You can't do that over here. You can't undo the sale. Over here, it's two court cases. The first one being with people who are not alive anymore. It's like you can't be like, I'll just undo it. Undo what? Court sealed documents from 10 years ago between plaintiffs that one of them is dead? It's not even, it's not comparable. Therefore, because the two are not exactly comparable, um, they're unrelated. All right, we'll stop here. Yeah, yeah, he's probably upstairs. Recording stopped.